but like 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 apparently apparently CBS has has come up with some some show <laughs> you know i mean it's based i don't know some some little known thing called star trek i think it is <laughs> hi this is Jacory and you are listening to Gen X replay after the show this is our premiere episode for the podcast we're going to start this series with weekly broadcasts talking about Picard as it comes out on CBS All Access. It's a new show that is set in the Star Trek universe. I will be joining my partner Hoot and we will be talking about episode one in the series. We hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know. I, I, hi, I'm Jacory. I'm Hoot. And Hoot and Jacory, and we are here... Talking Picard, Season 1, Episode 1, a much-anticipated series uh, from both of us, particularly for Hoot, because of his rich and deep Star Trek fandom. Uh, <laughs> it goes I, back a ways. Yeah, I think, I think before we start this season of podcasting, we should tell our listeners a little bit about our individual star trek backgrounds uh you want to start oh i mean i don't know i've just been a fan since i was a kid which is a long time (laughs) and uh uh next generation you know era i mean well i remember that that controversy you know like first the the movies came out Mm -hmm. like there was the the fans of the tv show and then you know I, i was not alive when the tv show first aired right Right, neither I, of us but, were. But I grew up on it in reruns when I was a kid. Exactly. And the exactly. the and the the animated series. And, oh yeah, yeah. And we actually had one of those like read along. You remember those old school those records, the read along records. It had like a co- big record album cover size comic uh-huh, book. Uh huh. And you put the record on, and then you flip through the pages. Oh. And they had you know the music, and they had the, you know phaser sounds and all that kind of stuff. So oh, I, so I had yeah, that when yeah. I, had, I had some of those when I was a kid growing up too. That's neat. But then the movies came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And kind of rebirthed the, the <laughs> franchise. Of course, of course. And, you know, and, and then once the movies came out and rebirthed the franchise, and then, then the next generation came out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, God, I can't even do this. This, this. this old sci-fi thing, Star Trek, trying to remake it, whatever. You know, uh-huh. and it was like... All the skeptics. The skeptics and the haters. But, the, you know, obviously the fans won, so... <laughs> the fans ultimately win yep. every time. And you've seen every series as it came out since then. Mm-hmm. And every movie. Yeah. Old generation, new generation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not as, I mean, and some of the books, I'm not as deep into the lore as some people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much of, like, Star Trek Online they're going to incorporate with this. Mm -hmm. Because I haven't played much of it, but I've looked at some of the story. Yeah. The story arcs involved in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of, I'll say the episode definitely... It gave a lot of fan service, but not fan service in the like gratuitous fan service. Oh, right, right. In my opinion, more in the yeah. You remember that one episode way back when? <laughs> and and at the end of the episode, you were like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, well, what happened after that? Yeah. You know, 
well, when were they going to do that? What you know? And it was like, yeah, <laughs> okay. You, here's what happened while that you uh, you have an extensive collection of Star Trek novels as well. Uh, Some of them, I wouldn't yeah. say it's extensive, mainly because it's it's like Star Wars. Like there's so much, mm. you know, fan fiction, and mm-hmm. there's so much, uh, just fiction, fiction in general. There's mm-hmm. like whole more, you know, whole movies worth of potential scripts out there waiting mm-hmm. were any of those did any of those like break the canon of the all of them or? i mean some of them did i think the ones some of the ones that i read definitely you know mm-hmm. you know it was somebody else's since no no history had been established they kind of went back and created oh. their own histories for certain things but right, right. um you know I, I like to think of it as in a different timeline <laughs> yes <laughs> So I I guess I'll give mine. Um, mine was not consistent though. So of course I, you know I grew up with reruns of it on TV. I would watch the reruns when they came on TV because hey I, I enjoyed it. I thought the stories were interesting and um and so when the movies came around, of course I enjoyed the movies. I. They were one-time watches for me, though. I was not... It was not a real deep, heavy love mm. for it. It was a... I need to... <clears throat> I am so sorry about all this throat clearing. Um, <clears throat> it was definitely a, I need to see this, but not a, I need to see this two or three times in a row <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, not, not like my Star Wars, where I'm already scheduling the next viewing by the time I'm getting out of the theater. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um, when the next generation came out, uh, that was 87, right? Uh, 87 or 88. Right, yeah. Right in there. 87. Yeah. Right uh, in that about the time I was headed to high school. So, um, I didn't really watch much TV that wasn't MTV at that point in my life. Um, and in our house, I didn't have my own TV. Um, my brother had a TV in his room that was to go with his Nintendo and my parents had control of the main TV in the house. So, um, so that it was not something I would just go in and choose to watch TV. I would be mm. watching whatever someone else in the house is watching. Uh, or I probably wasn't watching much at all. Um, <clears throat> So, so it didn't catch my interest back then. I remember people talking about it and liking it, um, <clears throat> but I didn't feel compelled to see it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got to college, so I entered college in 91, that I had friends who were watching it regularly at college. So if I was hanging out with them and they were watching it, I would be watching it with them. Mm-hmm. And... And so I went back and filled in the details by watching reruns and so on and so forth. So when the series finale uh, came around, you know, I'm still in college, uh, I remember gathering together with a bunch of people to watch it together. Uh, it was one big viewing party uh, of the series finale. All good things. All good things. And then I went out and ended up buying the novelization of it because I was so in love with that story. I, I loved the way that that show ended. 
Um, and then from there, I, I think I was more in love with it than I had been before. It's funny that it took me to the series finale of uh, Next Generation to get there. Uh, Deep Space Nine is still my favorite. Yeah. I, did, I didn't see... I saw Deep Space Nine as it came out, but Voyager, I did not for whatever reason. Um, I didn't... It wasn't until that series was almost over that I actually watched any of it and I didn't actually watch it all the way through. Um, what ended up happening is I kind of, kind of went dark in the Star Trek space, except mm. for watching movies, uh, from that point forward until, I don't know, 2011. Um, and I decided that I was just going to go through all of them. i had netflix i was just gonna go through the and and this was netflix getting the discs in the mail okay (laughs) so i went through the entire um series of series and all the films uh up until that point and kind of caught up and I was a bit nuts for there for a little while. <laughs> uh, of course, when we met, I had the little fish on my car that said Trek. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of looked like the Enterprise. Yeah. And uh, I had been playing Star Trek Online, played that about a year. In fact, Jacory was an auto-generated character name in Star Trek Online for yeah. one of my Bajoran characters. Yeah, for the engineer um, I really enjoyed playing that. Uh, when Star Wars The Old Republic came out, I felt like I needed to <laughs> to put Star Trek Online in the back because I was doing more Star Wars. But now now I feel like, um, I, you know, eight years has passed and I've, <laughs> I've missed eight years of, of Star Trek Online. I wonder if they, I wonder if I could even do it at this point. <laughs> Anyway, so that's that's kind of my history. So when I when Discovery came out recently, I was excited to see a new story. But I mean, both of us were not even caught up on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even. <coughs> I, I think the fact that they put it on CBS All Access and the, that's not a service that we carry regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, we're subscribing to it literally just to see Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but, you know, uh, Patrick Stewart, love him so much. So when I saw this Picard series was coming out, I'm like, it's time to get caught up. It's time to get CBS All Access and get into this. Whatever yeah. it is, while we still have Patrick Stewart around, let, let us indulge. For sure. So that is kind of my history. So now we have our histories out there for folks. Let's straight geek out on some Star Trek. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I still want to do, like, cosplay-wise, I still want to do some uniforms. I had uniforms in mind for years that I want to do. And you can buy them ready-made, but they're so expensive. Oh, God. All right, so, and and we've met Garrett Wang because of connections at Dragon Con. Yeah. uh, yeah. Because he leads the track track at Dragon Con. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to, I mean, Harry Harry Kim be 
would be young enough to pop in at some point. <laughs> that would be awesome. And we also found out today that uh, that uh, Patrick went on The View and asked uh, Whoopi Goldberg to come in for season two. So we're going to get some Guinan in there. Oh, maybe. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You never know. She may not like the script. <laughs> no, she is already all in. <laughs> she is already all in. Um, so uh, it, at least from what I saw in the clip from the view, for sure, she was she was very emotional. Um, so that's that's us. And then from this point forward, it's going to be spoilers for Picard uh, season one, episode one, because we we got to get into this. We got to dis- dissect it. Let's talk, I guess, first about what we expected before we saw this, like starting from the promotions that were coming out. What were you thinking? I, you know, there, there was the, just based on the trailers that I saw, uh, just, just based on the trailers that I saw, I was immediately knowing that there was obviously going to be a connection to Data mm-hmm. and right. that this new character on the run character was probably going to be related to Data somehow. Mm, okay. Um, I had not even thought about it, but yeah. Well, you know, just that—that that was my my just first impression, just based on the initial uh, trailers and and releases and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, you were theorizing. Yeah, I mean, there was theories of you know just you know another Sung android or you know, uh, mm. I mean, there was at one point in the series. That's what I mean. Is everything I'm looking at here. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing connections back to old series episodes and old, I mean, they've really incorporated the history of Picard into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was the episode where Data built a, a, a daughter. Yeah. And then yeah. something went wrong and it didn't work because apparently making Datas is really hard to do unless you're, <laughs> a, you know, unless you're one particular genius. Uh. Um. And I think that's kind of the point is like all the people mm-hmm. that wanted to chop him up and they weren't soon and experimenting. Yeah, yeah. They weren't soon. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but you know, they also weren't just but I, like, I, I look at some of the connect, like they're, they're making direct references to the last movie nemesis. Right. Right. Not the last, you know, the last what, generation, heavy. next generation movie. Yeah, yeah. They're making heavy. very direct nemesis. references to Nemesis yeah. and to history that happened after that. But they're also making, they made a reference that kind of ties to the Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. The whole destruction of the, the Hobus supernova. Right, the the right. destruction of Romulus. Yeah. That happened in the first Star Trek reboot. Right, Exactly. So that's continuity, you know, that's mm-hmm. the, the, so, so we know that the, the Romulans had Borg technology because yeah. Nero used Borg technology to create the Narada. Mm-hmm. Like, so the, it's, it's cross-pollinating across so many different yeah yeah uh, series already. It seems like the writers have taken a lot of smart choices in that, um, they're not, it doesn't feel forced either. Like, I think that's one of the things that if, for those people who were um, willing to step outside the, the Kelvin timeline and, and consider this multiple timeline, 
in a reality beyond every, you know, everything that we've seen does exist. Uh, it is all true and continuous. Mm-hmm. It just may not be on the same timeline, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, I think the writers of this show are um, using that in a smart way. Uh, so far, so far, for just seeing it from episode one. Anyway, because it's so easy to get confused with that, too, uh, especially for a casual fan, someone who's not, you know, trying to follow the lore in deep detail. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, what, is this invalid now? Uh, <laughs> well, but that, that's what I mean, like, so far, just, like, mm-hmm. honestly, it as a first episode for, for a series, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But also just because I feel like I only caught the references because I know the reference. Right, right, but exactly. without knowing the reference, what do you know? You know, oh, a disaster happened. Oh, this mm-hmm. bad thing happened. Oh, yeah. this happened to this person. You know what I mean? Like, they haven't... You, they, d- you don't have to know that lore right. to, to have this story make sense to you. But they, if you yeah. know the lore... Then you're you're already seeing things. Yeah, you're it's picking like a step out, like, above. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, right now we know, you know someone in trouble. Picard's the man. He's gonna help. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if but looking back at all these other connections, right, right, it's like you see where it was set up in the original series mm-hmm. or in the or in the the next generation, at the very least. Yeah, I well, you know, and they did a smart thing at the beginning of of creating this you know you of course have a passage of time so what happened in this passage of time kind of thing uh they set it up by you know having this interview um clearly some news reporter and he had not given an interview ever in like many years or whatever mm-hmm. and she sits down to talk with him and she immediately starts probing about things that happened before he left Starfleet, Starfleet, you know, and the reason he left Starfleet. And, uh, you know, that's it, it pushes us to the place of the Picard that we knew, mm-hmm. you know, instead of this new Picard that is retired at Chateau Picard, you know, <laughs> is running a vineyard, you know. So, um, so that, I think that was a smart piece of writing to put that interview in there uh, right up front and kind of push us to see the Picard that we're familiar with. Yeah, and works um, as a semi, as a sort of a exposition dump as far as, you know, catching up casual, somebody mm-hmm. who's just here to be like, you know, what is this character? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, former captain yeah. did, did cool things. So, yeah, Um, and the, let's see, I, I love that it opened with him dreaming about the uh, card game with Data, and then at the end, he stalls and says, I don't want the game to end. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of evidence that he never really wanted to leave, but he felt that that wasn't his place anymore, you know, because in the interview he says it just wasn't Starfleet anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, let's see, characters familiar to us. I guess we just saw Picard. We saw images of Data mm-hmm. uh, twice. Um, I guess that's it then. As far as oh, yeah, the, we haven't and, seen in anybody. The first episode. Yeah, in the first episode, we haven't. It's all been new characters. Yeah, but in the previews for what's to come, we've seen a lot of familiar faces. Although some of the new characters, like like I said, with that Maddox <clears throat> reference, you know, <clears throat> it was, they did make reference to <clears throat> characters that we'd seen, but <laughs> like that his dog's called Number One, <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, it's called Number One. <laughs> Oh goodness. Um let's let's start with another overall impression before getting into the details. Is it consistent with who Picard is? Do you feel so far that what we've seen is consistent to what we know about Picard? I'd say so far, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean just based on well what we know about that what I know about that character from the shows and the mm-hmm. movies you know and mm-hmm. so he was determined point, to find answers and so when he needed answers he went and looked for answers it wasn't just sitting back and accepting the reality in front of him mm-hmm. he was investigating always investigating to try to figure out what's going on And willing to protect and put himself in front uh, of a bullet for someone, like, (laughs) unless he's winded running upstairs. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I thought it was consistent, you know, especially with, with the... Once again, based on that interview in the opening, Mm -hmm. the, the opening scenes... But, um, definitely actually used footage from like, I, I thought I saw film footage in there. Did you mm-hmm. see it? Was there film footage? Okay. Oh, it wasn't just me thinking I saw that. Okay. I thought I saw something. I have to go back and rewatch it. So. I think the credits mentioned one of the, the films anyway. But I mean, I mean, they definitely made direct references to, um, Nemesis with the whole blue skies being the opening. Oh, that's right. The, that was the, the song, song that Data yeah. sung at Troy and Riker's wedding. Mm-hmm. And it was what he transferred, one of the things he transferred over to B4. Oh, really? Okay. At the end of Nemesis, uh, Picard is talking to B4, and B4 is, mm-hmm. you know, very childlike and very not Data. Mm-hmm. But as Picard is walking out of the room, B4 starts singing Blue Skies. I had forgot all of that. I just, wow. <laughs> so it was connected to the idea yeah. that he was mm-hmm. still in there somewhere. Still in there. So they pretty much dropped all the data references uh, throughout this thing. For oh, yeah. Sure. For sure. Um, are there things about the show that you think a casual fan wouldn't get like they they couldn't watch this and show and truly appreciate it because of some factor um, not so far i don't think mm. i mean if if you'd never seen it before and you didn't know it then they're already building on a history so yeah that's true you don't have to know any of those little details because everything that you would need to know they're showing you right now mm, that's a good point 
Like, even when he went into his archive, mm-hmm. you know, it was really obvious that he was looking at a painting that Data made. You didn't yeah, well, have to know that Data had made that painting in the past. Right. They gave you all the info. Yeah, they gave all that to you, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I think, I, I will say, I think they overuse the Earl Grey references just a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I like the fact that he ordered Earl Grey decaf. Yeah. <laughs> decaf. It's getting old, man. You got to look out for that ticker. <laughs> oh, it's an artificial ticker, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's for sure. Can't push it to the limit. Of course, with the technology they got. Good grief. Right. Um, um, so, uh, before we go into like favorite moments, let's kind of break the episode down a bit. We, we saw the, the dream at the beginning. Um, he has two dreams of data mm-hmm. during this process. Um, and then we see this girl that we have no idea who it is get attacked her boyfriend assassinated, and these very skilled assassin-type people trying to take her. Well-equipped. Well-equipped. They knew what they were after, for sure. Um, And yet, though they knew that they were after, they did not survive that attack. Um, Not all of them did. uh, Yeah, so... Well, no, I mean, did you notice that one where the guy gets kicked over the railing and gets transported out before he hits the ground? Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't pick up on the transporting part. I was so, I was, I think I might have been jotting something down on my notes right at that second or something. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. if, you know, they, they're not leaving behind bodies. <clears throat> yep. So they're, they're well equipped and mm, quite well coordinated. And they have an agenda that we don't know. Uh, quite yet um but it looks like that's kind of going to be the premise moving forward is to figure out who those people are and why they're operating and uh well the introduction of this new character that referenced the character from the old episode i was telling you about mm -hmm, right um yeah uh measure of a man that was Mm -hmm. that was that was the name but uh referencing him especially associated with what happens in that episode mm-hmm. and then knowing that they've been working on simulating Sung type androids, mm. even though since, they're not allowed to build them. Since then, uh, Maddox was the name, character name you said. Yep. Yep. And, oh, and then the, the reference to From the, uh, two. the attack on Utopia Planitia. Oh, right. They mentioned that in the, I was like, dang. We're really going back, aren't we? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the you know, that's Federation shipyard. Mm-hmm. So it's the main shipyard in in the uh, the Soul System. Yeah, yeah. So that that you know that was interesting. So apparently, what do we know? So, something bad happened involving synthetics mm-hmm. that destroyed a shipyard. And then there was an attack on Mars with lots of injuries. And well, yeah, that's that's the that's the shipyard. Is right, the shipyard right, is right. on Mars? Yeah. Well, I mean, the th- that's the thing is that to pick up on it, you hear the the different names of things, and then you have to put all the little pieces together after you hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Mars. Okay, that was the shipyard thing. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. But uh but it's interesting seeing all those little teeny references to things that are familiar in the Star Trek universe. And inter it, they weave in mentions of things we already knew happened and mentions of things that we didn't know happened, mm-hmm. you know, that we had not learned yet. So they just kind of weaved all that story together to make one continuum to get to where we are now starting this episode. I thought that was really interesting. Um, let's see. So this girl in her mind has this program that's telling her to go find Jean-Luc Picard. Like, <laughs> apparently she has clearance codes that no one else has to go find Jean-Luc Picard. So, what do you make of that? I, I thought it was kind of neat. Um, like I said, I feel like they're answering questions that people have asked about the old episode. You know, like, how does gravity work? And it blah, blah. You know? And it's like, just the, the little kind of... Or at the end of the episode, and they're like, okay, great. They saved the planet. Now what? <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're, I feel like they're filling in a lot of those sort of just holes. Like, mm. oh, she, you know, the the I noticed that when the lady told her, mm-hmm. you know, find Picard. Mm-hmm. Fine, Picard. I had this sort of like this command ominousness yeah, to it, it and all like of a sudden that. she's moving at like supersonic speeds and able to hack into government computers. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like super spy, super swish yeah. kind of. So who is this mother figure? I wonder. Right. You know, who is she? Um, but so for her to be able to do that, it was like okay, so she's a synthetic. Mm-hmm. She's you know she's and she's she's either an android or she's super talented. Yeah, but she's conflicted. Well, I found it interesting that she was emotionally conflicted because she found Picard, but then she left because she didn't want to endanger him. Mm-hmm. And then she found him again, uh, and then tried to get him to safety. So, um. So it's almost like a protection directive, but then also a uh, also something else in there. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting dichotomy of programming, uh, for lack of a better word. <laughs> well, yeah, just that whole idea of her having you know mm-hmm. memories of being you know childhood memories of childhood. Yes. Uh huh. When it would seem apparent that she never actually had a childhood. Had a childhood, right. She Just, couldn't have, yeah. So that was yeah, funky to see. Mm-hmm. But when Picard learns of, uh, when he starts putting pieces together, then he's talking to uh, the scientist contact that he has there. We hear more about them shutting down the android building and android research after the the attacks and that's a very real thing i mean you think about politics today what is what is the knee-jerk reaction when something goes wrong ban it Mm. uh outlaw it (laughs) yeah kill it with fire kill it with fire yes um, stop it all together. Even if there's some benefit, it's like the benefit is not worth the risk. It's always, you know, we, we, we create legislation to protect ourselves 
um, at the cost of, you know, things that could potentially grow and, and develop. Um, uh, you know, it happens all the time, all sorts of things. And technology is part of that, you know. It gets mm. attacked so much for, you know, the negative things that technology produces, for sure. Well, I would definitely be interested in seeing where this goes with the, you know, like once again, okay, synthetics. Well, apparently it's illegal to make synthetics, mm-hmm. but somebody is still making them. Somebody's making them. Somebody's making super duper synthetics. Mm-hmm. And and at the same time, someone else is trying to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't know who those two forces are at this point. Uh, and I have to wonder whether this contact, um, uh, the scientist is connected to it in some way, and she's not revealing it. What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure she's connected to it some way, and we obviously haven't seen any why mm-hmm. yet. But uh, mm-hmm. well, but I mean, the the whole additional uh, the, the 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 idea that there is Borg technology involved. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. we know that. Jean-Luc was connected to the Borg at some point, mm-hmm. yep. both from the movies and the TV show. So, you know, there's like, oh, and then the, the other sister is on a Romulan research facility mm-hmm. doing Borg stuff. And it's like, hmm, coincidence? Mm. I guess this couple that he's living with, the Romulan couple, mm-hmm. um is just uh you know uh, people that were part of the the romulans that he saved and they're working for him apparently i guess guess that's their only story i don't i'd be interested to know if there's more backstory with the two of them uh, that might come out later oh i'm sure (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the next episode. It's like yeah. that. It's that kind of show. It's not like, yeah, yeah. like oh, they messed up. Is that a, um, the doors are painted the wrong color. Do you have a favorite moment in the episode? Like something that just really hit you? Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, the, the fight scenes were pretty neat. Oh, yeah. They were well choreographed, too. That whole uh, body armor turning into weapons thing for the... the Oh, the, the spy hunters. The spy hunters, guys. Or whatever yeah. they I, are. I want to say assassin because they're very good at that, but that wasn't their main purpose. Their main purpose seemed to be capture rather than kill. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, so those were fun, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to watch it. I'd have to see it again for special, like, because there were a bunch of moments in my head right now that were like, oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> they're going to go there. They're going to go there. Okay. Well, I mean, the explosion of Dodge uh, <laughs> after the... Well, we'll see uh, about that. The, uh, I, and um, so just for benefit of the people on the podcast, I, you know, I reactivated my CBS All Access, but I reactivated it at the lower tier. So you get ads <laughs> during the episode that are more frequent uh rather than the next tier which is like the less frequent ads thing um as a result of having the ads placed where they were dodge blows up and then it goes to commercial (laughs) like in the middle of the explosion (laughs) goes 
a commercial. Yeah, when the commercial ended, it came back to the end it of the explosion. Ended the explosion. It was very strange. It was. We were both looking at each other, shaking our head. It was. What just happened? Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, and then, uh, and then we also find out she's a twin, um, and that's how they leave the episode is us seeing her twin, who, according to uh, the screen information, is a, the Romulan rec- reclamation. Mm-hmm. And when they zoom out, we see that it's built in a board cube, and her name is Soji. So it's Dodge and Soji were the twins. Uh, yeah, and of course, some very suspicious kind of guy has <laughs> started talking with this girl. So not sure what his motivation is and what he's after. Um, maybe he's after the same thing, but taking a different approach. Um, maybe he's with a different faction. And the different factions taking a different approach. Well, we shall see for sure. Uh, what is your take on on that on the way they left it like that? Any any theories at this point? Oh, I don't know. I've got like now. I'm, I'm just trying to catalog. Okay, what do we have now? We've got mm-hmm. so obviously we've got reclaimed Borg technology. Yeah, yeah. We've got people studying and simulating Sung type androids. Mm-hmm. Well, not We've even got... song type. I mean, yes, inspired by, but like next level. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, but but experimenting with the pieces of his designs to create new designs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, you know, now mix in a little Borg juice and <laughs> you end up oh, with some interesting things. we will all things. be assimilated for the end of this show, for sure. Um uh, the apparently destabilization of a large part of the galaxy because of the destruction of Romulus. Right, right. So, you know, there's, ro- what, roving bands of people, there's refugees, there's terrorists, there's... Yeah. Well, I remember when we first started watching The Expanse, they show you all these little disparate pieces, these these pieces that don't seem to connect... And I wonder if that's kind of what we're seeing with Picard right now. We're seeing little pieces, um, and we might have a theory on how they connect, but we don't really know how they connect. Mm -hmm. No, that's what I mean, is I'm not even trying to imagine what... what, Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to catalog everything that could be connected. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, not even trying to formulate, like, what do I think is going on? I'm Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at the what could be going on stage, not Mm -hmm. what do I think is going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, I have to share my favorite moment of the episode, though, is when uh, Jean-Luc is talking to Dodge, and he's talking about Data to her, and talking about how much Data meant to him. Mm-hmm. I swear, that was that was a near tearjerker moment for me. Just uh, Patrick Stewart just delivering it. Right there. Just every bit of... I felt every bit of what he was saying. Uh, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I miss him, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Just, oh, I, I, that makes me think... I, I, One of my favorite moments would be when he... 
he tells her not to worry about the dog. Oh. Because <laughs> he's like, because if you were a threat, he would have already. Oh, yeah. You would have, he would have never let you get close. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was, that was Riker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, absolutely. His number one looking out after him. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Jonathan Frakes, uh, coming back on this show. I saw yep. that in the previews. Um, Oh, and I thought we saw we yeah. saw a lot more data than I expected to see. I oh. thought they were going to tease us with data a little more. Not really? that not that they yeah. didn't tease us with him, but it, it was wasn't all even flashback. Like, well, dreams. He yeah, was having dreams. But it was uh, mm-hmm. it was just a little more involved than I thought it was, they were going to give us in the first episode. But right. Other than that, it was pretty. And they only referenced data himself, like that particular model, and then. You know, the the attempts to preserve him, but they didn't talk about any other song technology, did they? Just before. Just before, but not lore. They didn't. There was no hints about. Although we know he's still well, he's not still out there. He was disassembled the last time we mm-hmm. saw him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to find out if they go into that into lore territory here. Mm. Uh, that's certainly, <laughs> you know, if we're going into data territory, that I, I always speculate whether we're, you know, mm-hmm. whether he's going to come back because that was the thing going through the next generation. The first time you saw him, it's like, okay, well that was a good episode. But then the second time you saw him, you're like, Oh, he's still around. He's still out there. He could pop up at any time, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So I, I'd be interested to find out if they bring, um, if not references to him, you know, something about that technology that's based. Or I on mean, that. I mean, I they know. could bring lore back. Potentially, potentially, I guess. I guess you're right. I mean, his parts are still out if, there. If someone found him. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't. The last time we saw him, he was disassembled yeah. on the Enterprise. Oh, I thought... And put into storage. I thought they did something in the storage, though, so that they wouldn't find him. No. Not, not that I remember, okay, I but I may, be, I may be remembering it wrong. I might be thinking of something else. A lot of that kind of merges together yeah. for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see. Um, anything bothering you about the episode? Something that's not quite right? Something doesn't feel right? Feeling about right? I'm, I'm liking it so far. I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't really see anything that stuck out to me as out of bad or out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they kept it simple. You know, we talk about expectations of what what we thought it was going to be. I I have to say that every time I saw like little previews or, or interviews or whatever leading up to it, I question in my mind, is this really a Star Trek series? Or is it just a drama series based on Star Trek? Hmm. 
Do you understand? Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say there? I reckon. Uh, like a drama series based on Star Trek would be okay. We're in the universe. We have the characters, but we're not doing Trek stuff. You know, <laughs> we're doing other types of stuff. But clearly, we're doing Trek stuff. We are we are exploring some technologies, some things that have happened that are related to, you know, uh, the Star Trek stories of the past. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, we're going to be dealing with other folks in the galaxy and, and technologies and... Well, clearly, I think, clearly it's track. <laughs> well, that's what I wonder about too. Is 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 uh, you know, one of the track's biggest calling cards is mm -hmm. the ability to, you know, make social commentary relevant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in in that sci-fi setting, you know, like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like actually, you know, making statements about the world we're in now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah using that setting as a way to tell a story and a metaphor. And now Roddenberry started it that way. Yeah. Right? So. so, you know, and yeah, sometimes it was campy and, you know, it was, mm -hmm. but you know, it had more, more good than bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, and it continued to mature uh, over time with every new series it had you know, more complex themes and characters with more complex arcs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, you go all the way back to the original series and you had great dramatic moments and moments between characters that were dramatic. But it wasn't until the movies that we saw those characters have more full arcs. Uh, because from episode to episode, they were generally the same people with yeah. the same behaviors and the same interactions. So, you know, but once we start going to the movies, we we saw the relationship that, you know, that Kirk had with Spock and things like that. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It feels it feels mm -hmm. kind of track to me. It it definitely feels track, <laughs> but like I said, I I also tried to stay away from a lot of material right up front. Mm. I didn't want to know too much. I didn't want to know too much. I wanted to be surprised. Um. Yeah. And uh, we we've talked a little bit on theories of where they'll go next. Um. What would you like to see? Is there something specific that you would like to see now that they're on this particular arc? Well, I mean, and just based from the, the trailers and the, the leaks that have happened, you know, I mean, we're already going to, well, we're going to see what happens to Borg drones when they get cut out from the, <laughs> when the collective, you know? That's like, true. Like, on a scale other than just seven of nine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, let's see, what else? We're going to see the fallout from... The, the destruction of Romulus. Romulus, yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, we're going to see some Klingons. We're going to see some Tellarites, maybe, some Cardassians. <laughs> Bring the Cardassians. You know, what's, who's close by, who's fighting for power, who's mm -hmm. who's doing what. Mm. Any um, other former captains we'll see? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Mm. I, w I wonder if, you know, 
if Avery Brooks would cameo as Cisco or Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, we already know we're getting seven and nine. Yeah. And yeah. we know we're getting Troy and Riker. Just based on all the trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jordy's still out there somewhere. <laughs> Gotta bring him back. Uh, yeah. O'Brien. Get, get the, we'll get the gang back together. <laughs> Putting the band back together. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, trying to think of anything we didn't cover. Any Anything that sparked in your mind. Oh, there was a great quote. When Picard was talking to his um, Romulan uh, housemates, and he said that I haven't been living; I've been waiting to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially, that's how he took his retirement. <laughs> was I'm too retired? <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting to die now. Let's let's get out there and. Well, that do something again. That and the idea that you could, there could be an explosion on a rooftop mm-hmm. that throws you away, and by the time you wake up from getting knocked out, you've already been checked out by the medics and mm-hmm. taken back to your house. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like transporter technology uh, and and, and super medicine. <laughs> Uh, halfway around the world. Uh, yeah. Right. Yep. You could go from like like <laughs> like what happened? Oh, fifteen minutes ago there was an explosion uh, on a roof in, uh, in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. The the EMS well, the EMS you beamed you out. Yeah, EMS <laughs> beamed you out. They you know they patched a subdural hematoma in your head and sent you home. I now I have to speculate whether or not the ID that you carry. You know, if 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 uh, the paramedics were coming after you in this this time, would your ID include like transporter coordinates? Probably. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is he's a former Starfleet admiral, and that's true. And that's a true. very you know, so so there could very well be like you know, it'd be like life alert. So like he, <laughs> like as the instant he got knocked out, he got yeah. The instant he the instant he got knocked out, the paramedics showed up. Mm-hmm. And took him to his, treated him, and took him to his place because he can't turn up in a public mm-hmm. hospital somewhere. He's mm-hmm. protected, you know, like yep, he's yep. just like he was saying how she would have to have command codes to be able to track him down. Yeah, it's like no matter how good of a hacker you are, unless you've got those command codes, you can't find Jean Luc mm-hmm. Picard. <laughs> so whoever has made them has super spy. Well, I mean, and so that's the big question right is the person who created dosh and soji someone who uh wants them to be near picard for a positive reason or wants them to find picard for nefarious nefarious purposes purposes. (laughs) you know why did they put that kind of program in and where did they get those codes yeah yeah yeah, we don't even know. We don't even know. But it sounds like it's a positive thing because the emotional response uh, that Dodge displayed was, you know, this is someone who's going to protect me. This is someone, uh, you know, that I should feel safe around. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, she also thought she was just a normal... <laughs> 
kid born in Seattle until she killed four assassins with her bare hands. I mean, if someone told you that every memory you had uh, up till like three days ago was made up, you know, (laughs) that I I think that might be a little shocking. Rose asked those questions like, what am I? Oh, you're a killing machine. Yeah, no, you're just a killer. You just, you were a, yeah, you're just you're just there to kill. Things. You were designed to mm-hmm. you were designed to infiltrate and kill things, <laughs> and uh, that's it. <laughs> like really? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, look, it's right here. I got the receipt. I got the warranty right here in my pocket. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It says right there on page two. Designed to kill things. <laughs> Well, Cold-blooded assassin. We are, wow, we are at 53 minutes of, of chatting about this. Wow. Uh, no, I'm yeah. excited. Very excited. <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> uh, I, are they releasing weekly? I'm assuming weekly on mm-hmm. Thursdays. Uh, so we'll keep trying to make the recording. So what we did uh, for those listening is that uh, you know, we work during the day. We can't just stop and <laughs> watch an episode of Card and, uh, and and record a podcast. Um, but we wanted it to be fresh on our minds, so we waited till the evening, watched it together, and then came up and recorded it. And um, with primitive recording technology in the form of a single two-way microphone, <laughs> so... Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see how that turns out, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I look forward to doing this again next week. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely look forward to seeing where this season goes. Uh, I mean, they're already, didn't they green light season two? It's not just that they're talking about it, but they've already approved it. The thing, the one was not even out. And CBS was already putting... No, I think one, it was already getting... They, they'd done the premiere. Oh, okay. okay. So, you know, so the industry the insiders feedback. had gotten a look at it. Ah, I see. So they were going on insider info. You know, well, industry insider, you know, being like... Yeah. like I'm, I'm assuming the cast probably got invited to the, you know, premiere party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certain critics, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. And it's beautiful to watch. It really is. Uh that was well produced. I there was no digital technology that took me out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was definitely digital technology they used somewhere, but when I was watching it, I didn't look at something and say, "Oh, that's digital technology." It just sort of blended into what they were doing, mm-hmm. which is normal for Trek. I mean, that's the thing. Is like. You know, there's there's a lot of <laughs> digital tech out there in movies that take me out of it um, and in TV, but in track, uh, uh, it it almost never pulls me out. It always looks like it. Well, okay, some of the later <laughs> movies in the '80s, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, Star Trek Four. <laughs> But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but no, it, it felt seamless. It felt natural. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that as well. All right. Well, cool. thanks for sitting down and talking with me. This is awesome. That's right great. On. Looking forward to next week. Maybe we'll have to pull in a third person. 
at some point during the season and get them talking about it. That'd be a lot of fun too. Yeah, I'm just like I said, I'm just waiting. Can't wait for the next season. Yeah. Or the next episode. Yep. And that's the end of episode one of our podcast, Gen X Replay After the Show. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will be back next week. In the meantime, let us know what you think of the podcast. You can reach out to me at Jedi Jacori at Twitter. And Hoot is at Jefferson Owl at Twitter. That's Jefferson O-W-L-E. And the podcast itself is currently being hosted at Anchor FM with a push out to Spotify as well. So you should be able to find the podcast on both platforms. I'm hoping to also add it to Apple Podcasts very soon. Thanks again, and y'all be safe out there.